Hoy at Christmas. <laughs> welcome to the Christmas film episode of Bartman the Stream. Welcome, welcome. I am Adam and that is Nick. Yes, it is. <laughs> jo- Jolly Saint Nick. How are you, Nick? I'm festive. Yeah? Yeah. You, you getting all Christmassy? Yes. You ready for it? No. Well, almost. I think I'm waiting for one more present to Ooh, arrive. That's not bad. I think from, I'm done now. From Santa. I've even wrapped some. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I'm all good. That you asked. <laughs> Are you ready for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm ready to finish work. I know that much. Uh, me yeah. too. But I'm looking forward to tonight. I think this is going to be a fun episode. I, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this movie. I love a Christmas film, in inverted commas. <laughs> what have you been up to this week? Doing a lot of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Well, more than usual. Um, we talked about our plans over Christmas, didn't we? Did. We did, yeah. We should we, should we outline week. them again? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, this episode... That you're listening to now is already out. Yeah. Um. As it is Christmas week. Yes, it is. Um, Christmas on Friday. You will not get an episode next Monday. No. But you will get one on Christmas Day instead. Woohoo! Which and is Friday. Yeah. This Friday coming. Exactly. Two in a week. And we will be welcoming back the inimitable Jordan and Harrison from <laughs> Grief Burrito. Good word. What does it mean? You can't imitate them. Oh. You can't. That is true. They are, un, what was it? Unimitable. Inimitable. Inimitable. <laughs> whatever, whatever you said. Um, but I don't. I, I know we sort of said that last week yeah. on the show, but I don't think we said what we were... No, we didn't. ...what we were discussing. Because we were going to keep it a surprise. So should we keep it a surprise or are we going to mention it There's no point because they mentioned it on their show this week. Oh, did they? They blew our cover. It's like, yeah, you can feel free to mention it if you want. So last year we had them on. We did a Christmas special. Yeah, and it was our top ten favorite films. Yes. Uh, this year <laughs> we 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 thought we'll do top five. Yeah, because last year's was massive. <laughs> it was like over two hours, um, and we've done top five, bottom five, top five worst films. Worst films. Worst films we've ever seen. Yeah. In order. Sure. Should we reveal that we've already recorded it? Yeah, why not? We already recorded it, and it was so much fun, and it's going to be a brilliant episode. So, uh, yeah, check it out. I've not edited it yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to that challenge. I, I'm just I glad, love a four-mic edit. I, I'm just glad we took it down to top five, because yeah, it's still, it's still two ended hours up long. two hours long. <laughs> so, <laughs> We'd have had a four-hour epic if yeah. we'd have gone top ten. But no, it was fun times. I, I love recording with those guys. I love those guys to bits. So look out for that on Christmas Day. And Christmas Day. will be there in your stocking when you wake up Christmas morning. Yeah, you can listen to it while you're opening your presents. But probably, no, actually, not if there's kids around. Yeah, don't listen if there's kids around. No. Jordan and Harrison are on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you were the sweariest. Probably. I did get quite ranty at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. We'd like teasing. Christmas <laughs> rant. I love a Christmas rant. Fine. Yeah, listen to that. Listen, listen to listen that. It's coming that. on Friday. There's not an episode next Monday. So whatever film comes out this week, you've got two weeks to watch it yeah. over Christmas. Cool. What else have I done? Yeah, it's, it's just all that Christmas prep, isn't it? Yeah. Buying food, over buying food probably. Yeah. <laughs> Staying at home and <laughs> watching movies. Yeah. Pretty much. I've watched a lot of Christmas movies. Have you? Like, I couldn't tell you what any of them were. <laughs> <laughs> because they're quite interchangeable. Yeah, like, they're all the same, aren't they? Wow. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about I would this, say this one. <laughs> but... There's, there's this one's very so many on Netflix, yeah. which are just the Christmas Miracle, the Christmas Prince, the yeah, and they're all these like small town, yeah, big city girl or boy goes back to small town and oh, a Christmas miracle happens. So interchangeable, it's <laughs> unbelievable. My wife just 
mainlines them. <laughs> she just eats them up. <laughs> I can imagine that, actually. She's very festive. Yeah. But they're all the same. Yeah, they are all the same. <laughs> and and But she's into cop shows, and they're all the same as well. She just likes repetitive. Not necessarily. No, they are. No. Yeah. You, <laughs> but even the, like the, the way that they look in these, a lot yeah, of these no, yeah, you're right. I know exactly. It's, it's what just saying. like insert random jock <laughs> and blonde lady. Yeah, nobody does anything different with them anymore, do they? Well, well, that's not true, as we'll get to later on in the episode. How about you? Um, Anything interesting happened? No, no, I've got to have glasses. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, that's going to be fun. I'll be so dapper. I will look so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to pick them up on Saturday. So I'll hold. I've chosen them already. I've chosen them. Yeah. Excellent. I've already, uh, I'll already have them by the time this episode comes out, but I haven't got them yet because oh, of time travel. Send us a picture when you. I will send you a selfie. Maybe I'll put it on Instagram. Have you got one or two pairs? Two, two pairs. pairs couple? Yeah. Two pairs. Buy one, get one free. Brilliant. So, yeah. All right, I'm looking forward to see what coolness <laughs> you've gone for. I've got to wear them for driving, reading, and anything, anytime I'm concentrating. Well, you so, won't have to wear them <laughs> for that. Pretty much all the time. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's good times, fun times. When I was a kid, I really wanted glasses. Okay. I remember lying to the optician about what I could see on the chart. Really? Because I really wanted them. Did he suss you? He, yeah, he must have known. <laughs> but yeah, and forty years, nearly 40 years later, I'm now getting them. So I, I, I've had them since old. I was about 10. I yeah, you've always worn them, haven't you? Like, just again, for yeah. driving, not that I was driving when I was 10, but... <laughs> <laughs> you must wear these 10-year-old yeah. when you're driving. Um, But yeah, for watching TV and yeah. seeing things that are... You always look sexy in your way. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> Are you going for a festive beard or is it just... What do you mean? Because <laughs> it's got grey. <laughs> no, well, it's just because it's longer than usual. It is like I haven't tried. This is it. not a very good I'm considering getting thing rid... to talk about on this audio. <laughs> I'm considering getting rid over Christmas. Okay. I've had it since March now and I might be getting bored not of it. Not continually? Pretty much. Oh, really? Yeah. I started at the beginning of lockdown because I just didn't shave. What, you've never shaved? No. Okay. I've trimmed. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I haven't you, not... Yeah, because it's not unkempt. No, I trim. <laughs> I brought a trimmer. So, but I'm thinking of losing it. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Maybe we'll put a Twitter poll up and see what the, what the people want. It's, yeah, you're quite ginger. It is ginger and grey. And you've got it's like... It's got a, like two little fangs of grey. You've got like a grey... Chin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Muff. But I've not got... I'm not ginger. No, not at all. But I've got a very ginger beard. It's hereditary, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Although my parents aren't ginger either. Okay. My grandma was. Well, it skips, skips a generation. Skips a generation. So there maybe that's what it is. That's random. <laughs> <laughs> How weird. We got anything for this intro? We got any? What do we do first? Netflix news? We can do that. Let's do Netflix news. Have you got any? Yes. Cool. Do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. So, um, quite uh, something I'm quite excited about. Yep. Because I have never watched this from start to finish. Okay. I know several of my friends absolutely rave about it. I've seen quite a bit, but in random order. Right. The Office US is coming to back to Netflix UK How is it? in January. Excellent. I've never seen it either. Just as it leaves Netflix. In the US, yeah, uh, where it is basically the most watched show on, on yeah, Netflix. It is, it is their most watched show. It's uh, been taken back by the people who originally broadcast. Yeah, so it's going on to Peacock. Yes, um, but yeah, if you're in the UK or you have ways and means, I'm in the market for a new sitcom. Yeah, but so maybe I'll chat. Maybe I'll eventually watch it in January. Have you ever seen much of it? Never seen an episode. Oh, really? No. I don't know why. I've just never, never got to it. Well, now you've got about two hundred and one to go. Is that through, like, something like that? I think. Fuck. I always get intimidated by long, big shows. Uh, my turn? Yep. Uh, Mike Flanagan has done a tweet. Yes. Um, he's confirmed that filming on Midnight Mass has completed. Oh, cool. Um, he says it's been an extraordinary, unprecedented production, 
And he reckoned, he says that it was the first TV show in production that went back after COVID. Okay. But they did it quietly without anybody noticing. Excellent. Yeah, it's done. It's wrapped. He's very happy with it. He couldn't be prouder. He says it's the best TV show he's ever worked on. He directed every single episode, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much been there. His missus is the main character mm. this time as well. And it's really exciting. It's actually linked to this show as well. Yep. Because of its ties to Hush. Which won season two at the bottom of the stream. It did. So uh, yeah, it's exciting. It doesn't. It doesn't have a release date yet. Eighty-three shooting days with no interruptions, apparently. Yeah, it was. The, so Midnight Mass was the. Let's just remind me. Was it the book written by the lead character in Hush? Was it written or, was or, she, or she, she was, was reading, reading it? it? I think. Yeah. Or was she reading her copy of it? Yeah, because she was writing a book, wasn't she? She was right. She was an authoress. Yeah. Author. Yeah. Author. <laughs> she was an author. Um, she was definitely reading it, but it might have been something that she'd previously written. Possibly, yeah. So it's tied into Flanagan's universe. Yeah. Does he have a? He has a universe. <laughs> he's, he's Everybody making has one. a universe. And yeah, I don't, I don't know a lot about what it's about. Um, he says it's his dream project. Cool. Um, he also says that he wasn't going to do any more TV after the Haunting of Hill House, and he's now done two since. So he's uh, changed his mind. But obviously, he, he pre- I don't know how hands. Are, well, presumably he was quite high. How, I, know, I can't talk. <laughs> quite hands on with Bly Manor, but he certainly wasn't directing every episode. No, he didn't direct every episode right. of it. No. Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting he's put that out. I'm looking forward to that. I love Flanagan. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he's come up with again. Do you want to have a go? I'll have a go. So sometime in... This is a drop soon. Okay. Sometime in the next couple of weeks. Yep. I don't believe a date has been announced. We're getting a Netflix mockumentary about the year 2020. Oh, wow. Uh, And it's from Charlie Brooker. Oh, really? And there's a trailer out there. You check it out if you've not seen it. I haven't seen it. No one quite seems to know if it's officially a Black Mirror episode or that, not. I'd imagine that's exactly what... Maybe this whole year's been a Black Mirror episode. Because it seems like he's taking a bit from Black Mirror and a bit from like the screen wipe stuff he used to do. Yeah. Like review of the year. And he, he's putting this together. Interesting. Do you know who's in it? No. Samuel L. Jackson. Really? Hugh Grant. Wow. Lisa Kudrow. Wow. Big yeah. names. Tracy Ullman. Wow. Yeah. And it's it's a bit... A bit under the shroud of secrecy and it's just it's going to drop on Netflix at some point in the next couple of weeks imagine if we've all been living in a Black Mirror episode for the last year because <laughs> he likes to go meta with it doesn't he maybe he's got uber meta yeah we'll see none of this is real so keep your eyes open for that that is exciting I love Charlie I love Black Mirror it's a great show there are some shit episodes of it but yeah. the majority of it's good good I'm excited cool um, Netflix have commissioned seven British TV shows over the last week jolly good <laughs> So I was um, trying to be really British then. I, I think <laughs> I'm less British than normal. Um, the headline-grabbing one is that Rowan Atkinson will star in one. Okay. Which is a TV show called Man vs. B. Right. <laughs> which is a comedy that he has co-created for the streaming giant and tells the story of a man who finds himself at war with a bee whilst house-sitting in a mansion. Right. Do you, my instant <laughs> reaction... Yeah. That just sounds like an episode of Mr. Bean. It really does. Without them putting the label of Mr. Bean on it. Correct. Could it be an episode of Mr. Bean and that there's some legal things to work through? Possibly. It's a series, though. It's not just one episode. Yeah, but... But... That's not... The whole series isn't going to be Man vs. Bee, is it? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Cool. How this is reading, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the movie Mouse Hunt? Yes. Do you think it's like that, but stretched over a series? <laughs> First thing I thought of was the episode of Breaking Bad where it's just Walter and the Fly. And the Fly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just going to be exactly like that, but... Maybe, who knows? It's man, interesting. Man versus B. Maybe they'll compete in like a series of sporting challenges or something. <laughs> Do you remember Man versus Beast? Yeah. On, that used to be on Channel 4 at yeah. night, didn't it? It was like a man races a giraffe and yeah. that sort of thing. Maybe it's that. <laughs> who can sting the most people? 
maybe <laughs> you could rule it out uh, it's exciting i love ron atkinson so it could be interesting although he has done some shit as well um another one is fr- uh, from sam mendez has got a show coming sure it's a football comedy called The Red Zone. How it's British, I have no idea, but apparently it is. Um, I know a bit about this. So it's, ri- it's written by a couple of uh, journalists, yep. like from The Guardian. Barney Roney and Jonathan Liu. Yeah, who are quite sort of serious sporting journos type I'm imagining people, so. that's not a comedy with Rowan Atkinson then. No, I don't think so. Interesting. There's another one called The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. It's okay. being adapted for te- uh, television. That is a murder mystery set within the grounds of a country estate. Lovely. Um, that sounds very British. Uh, there's a comedy based on a one-man show by sex education writer Richard Gadd called A Baby Reindeer. That's also been commissioned, and he will star. Uh, there's a show called Cuckoo Song, which is coming, uh, which sounds really interesting, actually. They, okay. The synopsis says, Cuckoo Song will tell the story of two sisters, one human, one monster, who will have to work together to help their grief-stricken family. Oh, sweet. That's <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, that sounds a bit different. Human and a monster. Uh, there's a show called Half Bad coming. Uh, that's written by Joey Barton, not the t- not the footballer, <laughs> and Andy Serkis. Okay, cool. Are working together on that, and that tells the story of a sixteen-year-old son of the world's most feared witch, and is based on a trilogy of books of the same name by Sally Green. The last final one is called Lockwood and Co, and that is a series about gifted teenage ghost hunters, coming from Joe Cornish. All oh, right, okay. He's the writer and lead director. Uh, so far, no release dates have been confirmed for any of the above shows. Good. That's yeah. a quarter. Full plate. Good shit coming to Netflix. I'm excited. Got anything else? Yeah, I got one more, but I don't think I really want to mention it to be honest, because oh, okay. I, I, I've just got no time for it. <laughs> so, it, because it involves our absolutely ridiculous joke of a government again oh, pushing Netflix to put a disclaimer in front of oh, the Crown. Yeah, it's bullshit. Came back up into the news today. I, I think saw it was. That's all right. And it's just like, <sighs> how stupid do they think this con- people in this country are? Yeah, so, gloss over it. Yeah, D- don't need it. We know just, it's not real. We, we, you don't put a TV a disclaimer in front of every TV show, do you? No, that's bullshit. I'm dead against that. Um, my last bit of news is something. It's only a, something that's coming soon. Um, Disenchantment's coming back. Yep. Which is the uh, animated macaroning show about princesses and goblins and yeah. elves and stuff. Uh, it's not called Seasons. It's called Part 3. Yeah. This, this hap- <laughs> no, this happens a couple of times. So I think, I'm not exactly sure when, but shortly, um, the the new release of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is coming out. Right. And it's the last set. Right. And they're not they're not in seasons either. So it's it's again that's part One. four. Oh yeah. really? And it's a set, but it is a set of episodes. Yeah, this is as well. Disenchantment's really good. Have you yeah. seen any? Of uh, I've seen a couple. Yeah, I really enjoyed oh, it. I do want to go back to it. It's coming on January the fifteenth, part three. Excellent. I don't know how many episodes it is, but it is coming. That's all my news done. Yeah, I'm newsed out. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I don't, I don't know why. I don't know what to do with my arms. <laughs> I can't. I can't get comfortable. <laughs> like uh, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Um, niche reference yeah, is it yeah I think so it was quite, quite a big movie now. wasn't it yeah it's quite old now yeah. um, <laughs> I watched a couple of things yeah um, shall I start with the festive one yep I've watched both episodes of which I was only disappointed there was only two episodes of the holiday movies that made us uh, it was also on my list I've also watched them both did you enjoy it I did I loved it I thought it was really good I thought the elf episode was but fascinating I was much expecting the other one to be the better one yeah the um, nightmare before christmas one but the elf one was brilliant yeah really interesting i had no idea how difficult it was for them to get that made no it, literally every hurdle was against them wasn't yeah. it it was crazy and, and uh, yeah I had, I had no idea of that story 
No. Um, and it, yeah, it was absolutely fascinating. It was. It was really interesting. Because the fact, I didn't realise it was like the birth of Will Ferrell. It was like, that's what made him a movie star. Yeah, well, they said, didn't they? You know, they were, they were, there was hurdle after hurdle and then doors suddenly sort of opened up. Yeah. Partway through filming because old school. old school had come out and he was he was suddenly hot property. Yeah. So yeah, the studio wanted to get their hands on Elf and make some changes and um, I felt a bit bad for oh no I can't say that that's a spoiler for our Christmas episode. <laughs> we dissed someone who's involved in Elf. <laughs> we did. That is true. <laughs> but yeah, I no I really enjoyed it. Totally recommend them. Yeah, both of them. The, all of those series are really good. Yeah. All the maders. I the Nightmare Before Christmas episode was still very good, but I, I, I was pretty familiar with that story. Yeah, I think it's not. A, it's not a hidden story, that one. I, I was surprised how hands-off Tim Burton was. I knew he wasn't, like, involved day-to-day. But the fact that he was never there, yeah, I, 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 knew, I found really interesting. I knew there was considerable tension between him yeah. and Henry Selleck. Because... I think everybody knows that. It's just... I didn't realise he was just like, he only ever visited set like three times. Yeah. And, but then, and, I, then I, but I didn't realise what the reason was. The, the reason being, he was knee-deep in Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they are both really interesting episodes. I could have done with more of them. Yes, because two. Why two? <laughs> At least make three. Yeah. I wonder if it's something to do That's with... There's got to be an even number. I wonder if it's something to do with this year and it's just been more difficult Maybe. to make them. Don't know, but... Yeah, all the things that made us series is... Series is? Yeah. Series is. Well, they had changed the voiceover. Yeah, it was a person. female now, wasn't it? Yeah, I should have checked out who it was. Yeah, it was too. still good, but yeah. I just noticed it wasn't Pat and Oswald. Yeah, agreed. No. But then he voiced over as... Everything. Pretty much everything. So <laughs> yeah. no, they are really good, really worth watching. I really enjoyed them both as well. Um, anything else? Uh, I've, st- I've watched a lot more Rick and Morty. I've really got into it. Now. Oh, have you? You've yeah. just proper gone. I'm, I'm like halfway through season three now. Oh wow, you have flew so, through it. Yeah, it I watched quite a few the other night. It's amazing. I I don't know. I'm years behind. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I came into Rick and Morty later though as well. I didn't start to like season three. Yeah, and then just binge through it. All. That, that, that pickle Rick episode. <laughs> oh, the best one. So good. The best one by far. So good. Anything else? What are you done? Uh, well, apart from, yeah, I already mentioned the random, unnameable, unmemorable Christmas movies that <laughs> seem to be permanently on in the background at the minute. But um, that's about it for me. I wish to show that we mentioned a few weeks ago. Okay. Called the Netflix After Party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is like a roundup of the year of Netflix. Yeah. Hosted by David Spade and two females. Okay. His names escape me. <laughs> uh, it was on for an hour. Yeah. I gave it 15 minutes. It's fucking garbage. It's David, it's David Spade. Spade. Is not... He's just not funny. And so, what do they do? What do they talk about? So he starts off. He comes out on stage. They've they've got a studio audience. Yeah. There's probably about ten people there because of social distancing, whatever. Yeah. He does a stand up routine. To, it's like an American chat show. So they'll sure. come out, do a stand up routine for a few minutes, then go and get some guests on. Yeah. So he did this stand up routine at the beginning. Got no laughs whatsoever because it wasn't funny. Yeah. He introduced two ladies. I don't know who they are. I apologize. Uh, one was a British lady and one was a big lesbian. <laughs> Can I say that? I've said it now. Um, and they were just up his ass and making him sound like he was a lot funnier than he was. Oh, okay. Then they interviewed Rick from Tiger King, the director guy. Okay, yes, yeah. By Zoom. Just made him look like an idiot. Just wasn't funny. Then two people came out from Love is Blind. And then I turned it off. So they're not doing any actual sort of... No, they're just interviewing people who have been on Netflix this year. Yeah, but they're not doing actually any critical... No. It's like an American chat show. It's a chat show. It's all it is. And it's the most American thing. And David Spade's not funny. The thing is, there's there's so much stuff like that out there already that does... I know they're focused on their own show. So you have like the post-Walking Dead shows and all that. And there was a Breaking Bad one. And they... 
they they have guests on there, and I know they're biased towards the show because they're related, but yeah. but at least they'll it's not stupid. And then you've got stuff like the soup that yeah does all the clip show stuff. So why why, why didn't they give it to why um, why him why him <laughs> why not the dude from Community? Oh, John, John McHale. It should have been his show. Someone more likable than David Spade. <laughs> yeah, infinitely more likable. But yeah, I turned it off. I was like, I thought I'd get some good content for the show, if I'm honest. That's why I watched yeah. it. Didn't. Just turned it off. I haven't got time for that sort of shit. Is it, was it just one, or was it, they no, dropped a whole load? It's an hour. They, they introduced like nine guests at the beginning. We're going to have this person, this person, yeah. this person. I did like 15 minutes. They only had two. <laughs> <laughs> they were just going to fly through the rest of them. No. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah, you've, you've not sold it. No. It wasn't interesting. It wasn't good at all. Is that it? Yeah. Shall we run through the Netflix top 10? Quickly? Why not? Why not? Oh, what I did see on YouTube, and it's been on there for a long time. Hello, is... yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny. Um, I was scrolling through, following the YouTube rabbit hole the other day, as you do. Yeah. And there's a table read for Big Mouth on there. Oh, cool. And it's really good. It's like a Zoom one. It's from March. They, they did it. It's from last season. Nice. But I found that, and it's on for like an hour and a half. And I've seen half of it so far. And it's Wicked. really good. So they're all doing... Because it's good good to see the people behind the characters. Talking of Elf, there was an Elf table read last week as well. Oh, really? I yeah. I quite um, enjoy these table reads on YouTube. They're it's a good right, idea. isn't it? They're a good idea. The community one's really good. Yeah, that is good. I'm, I'm quite into it. But yeah, the Big Mouth one's good. Because you, you don't realise how many people do the same character, different characters. Sure. So, so there's like... 20 people there on this Zoom call, but there's only like four of them ever doing anything. And then one person, had, like Richard Kind's there. He does like one line and the whole thing. <laughs> I remember seeing a family guy one like years and years ago. And that was similar. There's <laughs> like 25 people around this massive table and four people talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I just saw that because uh, Big Mouth came up in my when I went on to the top 10. Number 10 this week is a film. It's called Blackwater Abyss. It's new from 2020. Uh, yes, I... I'm all, well, I've seen the thumbnail pop up. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yeah, I've seen that. No. Uh, while exploring a cave system in northern Australia, five friends find themselves fighting to survive rising water levels in a murderous creature. It's also two films put together. <laughs> it is, yeah. It very much is. Um, it says murderous creature. The poster is of a crocodile, so I'm assuming that's what it is. Australia. Saltwater crocodile. Yeah, it will be a crocodile. It's not going to be a kangaroo, is it? No. Not in, the, not in the sea. You seem to have had an effect on the number nine spot as Rick and Morty is there. Excellent. Uh, number eight is Bumblebee. Yeah, I've never seen it. I haven't seen it either. And Ross Cook messaged us both in the week and told us to watch it, didn't he? Yeah. Because he said it's... Oh, no, I've heard, I've heard. I've heard really good things. For a Transformers film, it's really enjoyable. For a Transformers <laughs> film. I'm going to watch it over Christmas. I'm going I to think pledge I, that now. I may do as well. Yeah. I'm going to pledge that now because it does look good. And I don't mind the Transformers films, to be honest. Really? No. Some of them are shit. I only watched the first two. Fair, <laughs> I never went back. I don't mind them. Uh, number seven is The Queen's Gambit, which must be breaking all sorts of records. I am now. also going to commit to getting to yeah, that I need over to get Christmas. To that. That must be in all sorts of records yeah. now. That's been out since October. And it's still in the top seven. A California Christmas is at number six, which is a film. One of these films that you uh, yeah. you have been watching, I imagine. Probably not, I a... might, might have seen it in the background. I'm not sure. <laughs> With his carefree lifestyle on the line, a wealthy charmer poses as a ranch hand to get a hardworking farmer to sell her family's land before Christmas. Mm, I don't recognise anybody who's in it. Posters like you might, the they all look the same. The poster's like the most schmaltzy thing I've ever seen. <laughs> look at this poster, yeah, <laughs> it's got like a Microsoft Word border on it. Uh, number five is The Grinch, that's been in the top 10 for quite a while now. Number four is The Crown, still in there, Hanging still around. in the top five. Uh, number three is a film called Tiny Pretty Things. Uh, sorry, it's a TV show called Tiny Pretty Things. Any ideas what that is? No, not me. 
It's not in my frame of reference. I don't think. <laughs> uh, when an attack brings down the star student at an elite ballet school, her replacement enters a world of lies, betrayal, and cutthroat competition. That's definitely that. When, right, when that's discovered, that will definitely be on in my house. <laughs> it looks quite raunchy. It's a fifteen. Oh, so uh, there are ten episodes. Uh, number two is another film called Hard Kill. A lot of people are watching films this time mm. of year. Uh, it's called Hard Kill. Hard kill. That sounds just like a Van Damme or Seagal type thing. Keep going. Uh, um, Chuck Norris. No. <laughs> Go a little bit younger. Less hair. Cage. No. Christmas. Christmas Hardman. Christmas Hardman. Yeah. Santa. <laughs> it's a film starring Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> when a billionaire hires a team of mercenaries for protection, they soon realise world-changing technology and his daughter's life are also at stake. Okay. Jesse Metcalf and Bruce Willis star. Number two. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Quite a lot. Quite high. <laughs> well, it could be much higher. My brain's not there. It could be one place higher, but that spot is being held by The Ripper, which is Netflix's limited documentary series about the Yorkshire Ripper, Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah. In the late 1970s, British police struggled to identify, let alone capture, the serial killer known throughout the world as the Yorkshire Ripper. I'm going to watch that because I find things like that quite interesting, if I'm honest. And I didn't realise it was out. And I've been dying to watch something all week because there's been nothing on. Netflix is, at the minute is not appealing to me. There's not a lot okay. about. I'm not watching it like a TV. I haven't got a TV show on the go at the minute. Completed it. I've completed Netflix. So the Ripper's for me. Right, we've been waffling. Shall we uh, talk about this week's film? Let's get festive. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. So, this week we watched a film called Pottersville. It came out of the Christmas randomizer last week. Sure did. Uh, it's from 2017. It's a 12. It runs for one hour and 24 minutes. Currently rated at 5.4 on IMDb. Okay. Stars a guy called Michael Shannon, who plays the character, main character of Maynard. Uh, Michael Shannon's got two Oscar nominations. Has he? Yes. Never won one. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Revolutionary Road in 2008. Is that Kate Winslet? believe so yeah and then eight years later was nominated for nocturnal animals in 2016 okay. not seen either of them to be honest uh, more recently you'll know him from knives out yes uh, the shape of water which is a great film and he's amazing in that and uh, probably most famous for boardwalk empire he was like the bad guy in that wasn't he for a while uh, also stars judy greer as a character called parker most famous probably she's in the ant-man films Yes, I I mean I always she always pops into my head most from Arrested Development. Yeah, um, but yeah, certainly probably my yeah most wise most mainstream roles probably. She also plays Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter in the new Halloween films. Oh okay, so and she's in Jurassic World as well. Yeah, so she's she's in big big name films. Uh, talking of big names, Ron Perlman is also in this film. I couldn't believe the cast of this movie. <laughs> I'm just going to put, put that the out cast there of this right movie, now. When you find out what this movie's about, <laughs> the cast is incredible. Rob, Ron Perlman plays a guy called Jack, who's the, the sheriff. He is the sheriff, yeah. Because he only ever plays sheriffs or policemen. <laughs> uh, most famous, obviously, for Hellboy. Also was in Sons of Anarchy for yep. quite a long time. I think he was the guy who had the Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> they were all his sons. They were all his sons. Um, he was Anarchy. <laughs> He was. I think he dies quite early in it. I've never seen it. I've, I've seen the first season. I didn't get into it. I get a lot of shit for it. Um, directed by Seth Henriksen, which is, this is his first and so far only film. Okay. And written by a guy called Daniel Mayer. And again, never done anything before or since film wise. Do you have a one word review of Pottersville? I mean, I've got, <laughs> I've got a go. 
It's not big, it's not clever. <laughs> I've got to go with theory. Yeah, you have. I knew you were going to, and you definitely have got to. You, you just got to. You have. <laughs> you, you can't not go for it. If one word review of this film is theory. Yeah. Everything about it is theory. Is this a Christmas film? <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go straight in with that question. So this is our Christmas episode, and we put this into the Christmas randomizer. And I don't think we got a Christmas film out of our Christmas. It's Christmas randomizer. time. It's set at Christmas. Yeah, and it's about. There is no impact from that. <laughs> no, but it's all. it's it's about a it's about forgiveness. Yeah. It's about goodwill to all men, isn't it? <laughs> they don't even, so there's themes in there. There are themes in there, and the soundtrack is uber Christmas. <laughs> I, it's it's way over the top. <laughs> Like, this isn't a Christmas film. Christmas isn't even mentioned until the. It doesn't have to be a Christmas film. No, I'm not saying it does. I'm just saying it isn't a Christmas film. Yeah, Christmas isn't even mentioned until like the last ten minutes of the film. But it's got the most Christmassy soundtrack. If you check out the, (laughs) well, I know that they changed quite a lot, but it definitely was the thumbnail on Netflix, and I think it might be quite prominent on the artwork. Yeah, that you know, Michael Shannon's front and center. With a terribly photoshopped Santa hat on. Yeah. Never wears a Santa Never hat. Never wears a Santa there's, sun, there's no Santa in this whole film. No. <laughs> it snows. That's as much as you're getting. I'll start with that then. I'll start with the title sequence because <laughs> it's it's some of the worst CGI snow. <laughs> <laughs> should be one of the easiest things to CGI. <laughs> yeah. It's it's off to a weird start. Yeah. And it just gets a bit weirder. This is, this is going to be a forerunner for most batshit crazy. At the, at the box because at the end of this season yeah I, it's, it's a, definitely it's so messy it's all over the place it's 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 sweet and innocent yet it's some of its subject matter is more adult yeah it's only rated as a 12 yeah there's, there's loads to unpick here yeah i can't wait to get into it i'm really <laughs> excited for it um yeah the, the film starts with some christmas music and it's snowing for it though it isn't but it is and um, we get like a montage over the running through the town, showing us the town that yeah. this film's going to be set in, which I assume is Pottersville. Sure. Um, and it's a bit run down. It's there's, a bit bleak. There's a lot of abandoned or for sale buildings. Yeah. It looks like it's set at the end of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's bad times. Um, we And we meet Maynard for the first time. This is Michael Shannon's character. And he runs the general store in town. And he's heading there. And he opens up. And there's literally, it's like he's opening a shop in a ghost town. There's I mean, nobody this, anywhere near him. This is, would you say, is it fair to say it's it's, it's sort of almost pitch postcard, yeah. small American small town, town America. isn't it? Yeah. As in, it's snowing. Sort of left in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. There's one like high street with nothing else around. And you say it's it's obviously, because again, because of some of the subject matter, it's more modern. Yeah. It's set current. Yes, definitely. But. It's got that sort of... Some of the technology is quite old. The TVs they 56's yeah. aesthetic to it. Because, and we'll mention this more than once, it draws a great deal of influence from It's a Wonderful Life. It does. Well, even Pottersville was the name of the town in where It's Wonderful Life. Yeah, the alternate. The alternate yeah. town, yeah. Maynard gets to his store. He starts clearing the snow from the entrance to his store. Um, Realises that's not going to take him much time, so he managed. He actually does the whole street, yeah, but just to kill some time because there's literally nobody there. The town's completely deserted. He does get some customers though. Um, a lady and her son come in. They do some shopping. He charges them forty nine dollars. And this is proper like old school uh, mom and pop store, isn't it? Yeah. So he's he's bagging pretty yeah. bagging it in the you know bagging paper bags himself. He's got like and... an old fashioned till, hasn't he? With yeah, the things that shoot up. Um, she can't afford the shopping because the mill's been closed down. That's what we find out at this point. 
the town's built around a mill yep. and the mill is no longer working. So he says, it's okay, I'll put it on your tab. And so he gets his book out and fills in his tab. Yeah, writes in the journal. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. Uh, and then Lovejoy comes in. Yeah, we didn't even mention <laughs> we Ian, didn't even Ian mention. McShane is in yeah. this. <laughs> I've written in my notes, Lovejoy enters. Uh, he plays a character called Bart. In, I don't think he'll be known as Lovejoy in America. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, he's been in loads of stuff, hasn't he? Probably, oh, what's that show that he's in that was really big? Deadwood. Deadwood. That's probably what he's most famous for. So but, over here for our yeah. non-UK listeners, <laughs> he was in a Sunday night drama drama where he played an antiques rogue antiques dealer called lovejoy yeah probably in the 80s oh yeah it was all like rolled up leather jacket sleeves and 80s high-waisted denim wasn't it and no matter what he's done since this man could win every oscar for the next 20 years and he will always be lovejoy to everybody in the uk (laughs) even people who are too young to know what it is unfortunately i'm not one of those people um anyway he plays a character called bart and he's got some meat for sale what do you want to know what i know say yep Lovejoy arrives. <laughs> Mine says Lovejoy enters. <laughs> um, he's trying to sell some meat to Maynard because he's like the local hunter. He goes out into the woods at night and hunts. He's got some. Did he buy some elk steaks? Yeah, he says. Uh, it, yeah, I've got. I'm, I'm, he's just trying to sell. It's a flog what he's stuff caught. That, yeah, flog what he's hunting. And um, yeah, Maynard buy some elk steaks. Yeah, he says my life, my, my life, <laughs> my life loves these. My wife loves these elk steaks. I'll take some home for a, for a surprise. Yeah, and I may not. Um, did you say Judy Greer's character is called Parker? Parker. I couldn't pick up up her name <laughs> all the way through this. Really? Yeah, I, I, I get that sometimes. Um, and Maynard talks to her and says, "Actually, I'm going to knock off early tonight." Yeah, because she works there as well. She, yeah, she runs like a cafe bit on the other sure. side. It's a big store, yeah. isn't it? He calls a park all the way through. Okay. That's maybe why you didn't pick it up. Yeah. yeah so he, he, this is a guy who, who lives to work. Yeah. He's, he's there all hours. He says, no, I'm going to leave early. I've got these steaks. I'm going to... He, he takes some flowers home, doesn't he? I'm going to going to treat my wife. Yeah. So Parker agrees to close the store. She's like, yeah, I'll close it up for you. No problem. So he heads home. He gets home. He puts the steak in the fridge, um, takes the flowers. And he can hear some noises upstairs. Uh-oh. <laughs> Never a good sign in a no. film. And he comes across as a bit of an idiot at this point because he's walking up the stairs and he can hear a dog barking. Yeah. And it's clearly a person barking like a dog. Yes, people making animal noises. Yeah. And he goes, oh, maybe she's brought a puppy. Yeah. And he got really excited and ran to the bedroom door. And you're like, oh, no, he's going to catch his wife having sex with someone. But he doesn't. No. <laughs> he, what does he find? So he walks into the, the, the uh, marital bedroom yeah. and his wife is there. Yeah, she And is. another man is there. Yeah. Uh, and they are having a cuddle. Yeah, they're rubbing themselves up each other. That's what they do. But his wife is dressed head to toe in a bunny costume. Yeah. And the man is dressed head to toe in a wolf costume. Or is it a squirrel? And we're not talking like, <laughs> you cheap. know, cheap, uh, you know, homemade bit of makeup. No. Full on like sports team mascots. Yeah. <laughs> Full on furries. Full on furries. This film's about furries. Yeah. It's a Christmas film. About fairies. Kind of about fairies. Yeah, it's not, not really, really about them. <laughs> I was talking to, talking again, I was talking to Jordan from Grief Burrito after we finished recording the episode last night. And I said to him, this film is like Grief Burrito the movie. <laughs> <laughs> because it's got, it's got fairies in it, which they're obsessed with. And it's got a cryptid in it, which they're obsessed with. <laughs> it's like Harrison Wilde's gone. If, if Harrison Wilde was ever going to write a film, this is the film that he would write. <laughs> Um, yeah, his, his wife's a furry, he finds out at this point, and uh, so is Ron Perlman. Yeah, because they unmask, <laughs> yeah. and it's only the sheriff. Yeah, one of his best mates. 
who is dressed as a wolf, but he keeps calling him a squirrel, and it really made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, why are you dressed as a squirrel? He's like, I'm a wolf! And he got really angry he about is it. Clearly a, clearly it's clearly a wolf. a wolf. He's just trying to wind him up. Well, you don't know this. Is he, or is Maynard just... Because so far, he's just been portrayed as the most naive guy yeah. in the world. But um, he's not, though, is he? As, well, not as, as, as the more we learn about him, he isn't like that, so... And his wife's first words to him are basically, I think we need some time apart. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack says to him, you can't tell anybody about this. I'm and, the sheriff of this town. Yeah, and I'm Jack, just... Jack the sheriff, is, is actually the more apologetic one. He... he uh, they're both adamant they're Ma- not having sex. They're not yeah, having but Maynard's wife doesn't really offer that up. It's no, Jack who yeah. says, we, we're not having sex. This is something... Just something I wouldn't do. do that. We're part, it's a we're club. Part of a we're club. part of a club. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he says, I wouldn't do that to you. We're not, we're not doing anything like that. So they both leave. Jack leaves. Um, Maynard leaves eventually. Yeah, goes back in this little van. Goes back in his little. He's got a little split screen camper yeah. van, hasn't he? Um, and he get eventually that later that night he goes back to the store, and he's drunk, smashed, uh, wasted. Oh, yes, because as well as the elk steaks, yeah, Bart left him a <laughs> bottle of moonshine. Bottle of moonshine. Yeah. So Maynard has consumed most of this. So he sort of wanders back into the store. Parker's just locking up. Yeah, she's still there. She's uh, locking up. And Maynard is fox out of his tree. <laughs> he really is. He's to, he, they have a bit of a chat. Parker's like trying to sort him out. What's, what's going on? Take what him is, home, yeah. that sort of thing. Get you back to your wife. Eventually he comes clean that Connie's left him. And he wants to stay in the store. She wants to take him home. He's like, I haven't got a home. I can't go anywhere. I'm going to stay here tonight. Yeah. And so, she does, uh, Judy Greer does some quite good acting. Yeah. She's probably the, maybe the highlight of this film. because She's really good in it. She's the straight woman. Yeah. She's the most normal person in it. Yeah. yeah. She, she's the one who's kind of holding it together, yeah. to, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it, it, there was a point where just before she leaves, he says to her, are you in the fairy sex club? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, obviously she's got no fucking clue what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, she just goes, but I, I am going I'm to gonna go, go now. Yeah. She like, got a little bit offended by it. So we left with Maynard in the store on his own and he's kind of looking around and randomly there's a gorilla costume he hanging He sort of passes out for a bit. Yeah, he does. He? And, and then he wakes up. It's not a gorilla costume. It's a camo like gear. A camo gear, like a hunter's yeah. gear. Um, and he's like, I'll be a furry. In his drunken state, he's yeah. like, I'll be a furry. So he puts it on. He finds a box of Halloween masks. Sure. And he finds a gorilla mask. Yeah. So he puts this gorilla mask on and he leaves the store. Yeah, he goes off into the just night. Now I think I'm the watching night. The Mighty Boosh or something. <laughs> <laughs> really did. <laughs> We've just took a total left turn. <laughs> um, and then he wakes up the next morning. Yeah. Um, he's asleep in the back of the shop. Parker comes in, accidentally wakes him up. And it sounds like there's people out in the store, which is a first. And there are, because when he, he kind of gets himself together, gets outside or goes out into the store and they're all gathered around a TV. Yeah. So, they've all, you know, the, the, we've mentioned there's this cafe part and it's, yeah. it's bustling yeah, with it's people. Packed. And yeah, as you say, they're all sort of drawn around a couple of TVs that are in the shop. Yeah. And because we've not seen one for a, uh, at least a week and a film <laughs> we've watched, we're watching a news report. Yes. On the oldest TV in the world. It's yeah. an 80s TV. I, this was what made me question where the film was there. Yeah when the film was there it's, it is modern day they've just got a really old tv yeah the whole design aesthetic yeah. of it is like say it yeah. is it's it supposed is to, to evoke like that. that small town 50s kind yeah. of style so what's the news report telling us bigfoot's been seen yeah in the town by multiple people <laughs> there's multiple sightings of the bigfoot and you can see maynard's heart just sinks as yeah. he's as hearing this news story and he starts having like flashbacks of the night before. He's kind of you. You see him like screaming at people's windows and running, running through the streets and yeah, through jumping the woods out on people, jumping out on people. And these, this town have completely brought the fact that there's a bigfoot in the town. Yeah, 
<laughs> this bit really made me laugh as well. They interview an old couple. Yeah. And, and they're like, he stopped in our garden and he took a drink out of the fountain. <laughs> but it's a li- one of those pissing little boys. Oh, yeah. And he's like, he drank he drank the little boy's piss. <laughs> that really made me laugh. It was funny. So he sneaks off back to his office and he packs the costume away to, so yep. nobody finds it. And um, he's really, you can see straight away, he's guilty. Like, he feels guilty. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's, fuck, I've caused a caused right mess here. Yeah. I need to go and <laughs> own up to it. Tell Jack what's happened. So he heads over to Jack's office. Yeah. Um, Jack reaffirms to the point he's like I'm not having an affair with your wife um, it's just about the costumes yeah, is what he yeah, says man, I was like, I, I'm not, not what I'm here for I'm not, yeah, I'm not I, just, I need a couple it. of minutes I've got to show you this um, I've got to show you this co- he wants to show him the costumes yeah. and say look because the police station's bustling as well yeah. the phones are ringing off the hook the the lady policeman who is Ron Pillman's daughter oh really yes oh, good fact <laughs> she was like answering about four phones at once the office, uh, Jack's office phone's ringing. So Jack doesn't have time to talk to him because he gets an offer from like a TV company. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. So he leaves. So he doesn't tell Jack anything. He doesn't tell anybody anything. And as he's walking back from the police station, two younger guys approach him. And obviously they know that he's the guy who runs the general store. Sure. And they want to start a small business selling Bigfoot merch in his shop. Yeah, they say we've we've already got tea we've towels, got tea little t- figures. Yeah, and Can we sell them in your shop, in your store? And he's like, yeah. He's not really listening, is he? He's not listening. He's, he's completely he's distracted. Just, yeah, by whatever. His life's gone very much took a wrong turn in the last 24 hours. Um, and he bumps into his wife at this point. And she's like really excited because of the Bigfoot. And yeah. she's like trying to get on TV and she's all excited about it. And that's when... That's she's when not bothered. They, she doesn't want to talk She's not interested about, in talking to him. Yeah. Well, or about the events of last night. She's yeah. like, this is so exciting. This, this is more important. Yeah. This is like going to bring the town back together. Um, and you can see at that point that his brain starts ticking over, like, this might not be such a bad thing for the town. Sure. So he goes back to his shop. And it's nighttime again now. And he gets into his costume again. Yeah, so he, he, he pra- basically practices Bigfoot. Yeah, he does, he? yeah. And then we get a montage, which I think lasts quite a long time during this film, because yes. some time passes during this Definitely, montage. Yeah. Because an industry starts growing in the town yeah. of Bigfoot. Sighted, there's tour buses, yeah, there's merchandise, merch, there's all sorts going on, and the town is suddenly booming again, yeah, because of this. And he's going out every night, and he's clearly a man in a costume, yeah. And but, there's even a mon- part of the montage is his running around, yeah. him running around. At one point, he sort of jumps up in front of like a living room window, yeah, and the kids are like, <laughs> Oh, there's our big foot, yeah. and it's like the whole town is complicit in, in this because yeah. they obviously. Can't really believe it's real, <laughs> but the film makes out that they do believe it exactly because they've got this naivety to them yeah, as well. It's because it's Christmas, everybody's it's Christmas naivety. I think uh, you're just saying nativity wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas naivety play, <laughs> and then a helicopter lands, yeah, to sure come does. out of this montage. And a man with a terrible Australian accent shows up, yeah. I think uh, his name's Brock, but he had a cool surname. Oh, really? Because I thought his name was Brad. I, I must have just not done names <laughs> just very not well doing names this. in this. It's, Bro- it's something like Brock Masterman. Can you check it? Sure, we'll do. I really recognise the guy who played him, but not from anything in particular. <laughs> yeah, so he's Brock Masterson. Masterson, I was close. Played by Thomas Lennon, who is a familiar face. Yeah. Um, he has been in fuck loads of movies. <laughs> I really did recognise him. <laughs> Uh, with with the Millers, I saw that the other not too long ago. You did, yeah. Remember you talked about it. On um, I love you, man. I love you too. <laughs> Bad teacher, the night of the museum films. Yeah, all of those, loads sort of, of stuff. Yeah, he actually got a Razzie nomination for this film. 
Really? For best, uh, worst, best, for worst Australian, worst accent. Which, but that's a joke. That, exactly. I <laughs> just don't understand why he got it, but he got it. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's totally gone over the head, because the whole point of this character is, is that he's obviously fake. Yeah, he's a fake Australian. He's, he's basically an expert on cryptids and Bigfoots and yeah. things like that. Bigfoots? Big feet. <laughs> Big feet. How, what is it? What's the multiple Bigfoots? Sasquatches? Sasquatches? Because he calls, him a, he he calls, calls it, it the Squatch. The Squatch. All the way through. It's, like, it's a Squatch. Um, yeah, and he's basically an expert. Flaming Galar. He's, he's come here to... That's exactly how he sounds. <laughs> yeah. He's come here to film a TV show, because that's what he does. He makes TV shows about Bigfoots and Sasquatches, and, and he's an expert. Or he claims he's a monster an hunter. He's a monster hunter. And then... So he starts talking to the town. Lots of exaggerated stories come out. Even the, the female policeman's like, he's the size of a house. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So they decide, between them all, to form a search party. So the whole town goes out into the woods. It's during the day. They're, they're mm. literally hanging on his every word, yeah, aren't they? They're like, he's like uber famous. Everybody yeah. knows who he is. And the whole town goes out into the woods. And eventually somebody finds a dead deer. And Brock is instantly like, yeah, this died from a Sasquatch attack or a Squatch attack. <laughs> uh, but Lovejoy's having none of that. <laughs> Sorry, I've written Lovejoy all the way through. His name's Bart, but I'm going to call him Lovejoy. He's like, that deer has clearly just put his foot in a hole, broke its leg and died of exposure. Yeah. It's obvious. There's, there's a hole right there. There's a hole there with its legs still in it. Uh, but Brock's like, no, it's the, just the way that the Squatch kills people. So... And then he does quite a funny bit where he there keeps... Is, this bit he, is really he funny. He keeps reshooting the scene. Because he, he pops up into the camera. Yeah. He's like, it's a Squatch attack. Yeah. But he does it about four or five times and the, he makes the crowd rea- re- reta- <gasps> yeah, react every time. There, um, was, there was individual bits of this. That really, I I did laugh out loud a lot several times in this movie. I've still no idea what to make of it. <laughs> we'll come to that at the end. So they head back to the general store because they're they're going to have a bit of a Q and A session with Brock. I yeah, guess basically they're asking him questions. He's telling some of his stories. Connie's there, who's Maynard's wife. Yeah, and she's sort of yeah. Obsessed. her eyes, eyelids yeah, at him. She's obsessed with him. And she asks him if he ever dresses up as the animals that he yeah. finds because she's a fairy. And he's just like, no, you mentalist why would i do that <laughs> and then really randomly he's like i'm gonna sing you all a song yeah <laughs> he's like this is dedicated to nelson mandela yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck it, that got me I yeah was crying. it was funny it was, for some reason it's he a, dedicated this song there's about, a song about a yeti about a yeti and he dedicated, always gets a guitar out <laughs> he never no, dedicates it to nelson mandela Lovejoy's getting a bit annoyed. And now we're in full-on parody because he, he yeah. scrapes his nail down the chalkboard. Yeah. And we're like, okay, now he's turned into Quint from Jaws. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get everybody's attention. He's, he's just doing that character now. Yeah. Um, and and he, he's, he even says, we've got to catch this thing. Yeah. And I can catch it. I'm the only one who can catch it. And I'll make this town more famous than any one TV show. That's what yeah. he says. So he's, he doesn't like Brock. He's talking instant dislike to him. Maynard, is de- Maynard decides he's going to tell Connie... What's sure. happening? So he he practices the light. He's sitting in his car, isn't he? And he's yeah. practicing talking to her. We think she's there, but she's not. And then whilst he's doing that, he kind of talks himself out of it. Yeah. Because he can see the effect this is having on this town. That he, lo- he loves this town. Yeah. It's, his, it's his bread and butter. So he goes back and he makes some alterations to his costumes. Then we cut to Brock. And they're now out in the woods in the middle of the night. Yep. And him and his crew are filming. And he's a dick. <laughs> he, he has a diva tantrum at the lighting guy. Yeah, don't shine that light in my face. And... Do you know? Do you know what was really interesting about this bit of the script? Oh. Do you remember Christian Bale's meltdown? Yes, it is word for word. Oh, is it the exact same line? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't realize. Uh, I read it before 
I read it's in the IMDb's trivia, and I read it before I saw the film. Yeah. So I was kind of waiting for it, and it is word for word the exact meltdown that Christian Bale had at the Lightning Guy. Oh, that's nice. It's a nice touch, I thought. Yeah, so he, he basically just shows up that he's a TV diva, but he's also a con man. This yeah. is the point where we find out that he's a con man and that the show's completely fake. Yeah, he sends one of his crew members just off screen to yeah. s- and to start rustling the wiggling trees, the and trees things, and, yeah. and snapping twigs and things like yeah. that. But the whole time Maynard's there in costume, watching yeah, from a distance, a bit, a bit further back, bit further back. So and then Brock <laughs> Brock tries to communicate. He makes lets out this like wail roar. Yeah. It's actually quite good. <laughs> he makes a good sound for it. Maynard reacts to it, and Maynard responds to it, and the the guy in the trees is like, shit, that wasn't me. Yeah. And Brock's like, shut up, it was definitely you, and eventually Maynard jumps out on Brock, and Brock legs it. Yeah, they all all flee. Scatters. Cut back to Brock in his hotel room uh, with his assistant. He's packing. He's He's packing. He's out of here. I can't deal with this. He's there with his assistant, and she's like, you can drop the accent now, there's only me here. Yeah. And that's when we find out that he is an Australian. The the joke went over the heads of the Razzie judges, obviously. (laughs) Um, either that or they've just seen the trailer or something maybe maybe and his assistant talks him into staying she's like look there's a there's a hunter here we can use him yeah to make you more famous yeah we can basically catch we catch it you take the glory yeah you would never have to do this show again yeah you, you you can get it, any job you want famous yeah so they they want to use lovejoy they offer they go to his house they go to bart's house and they offer him five grand to yes. help them and he's like i'll do it for ten yeah <laughs> which i thought was quite good um, but he's like, if I do this, it's just me and your man, Brock. Yeah. Just the two of us. We're going out into the woods until we catch it. We'll be there till we catch it. Uh, but Jack's there as well. Jack's the sheriff. He's he like, says, I can't let, can't let I that can't happen. Let that happen. It's got to be the three of us. I'm coming with you too. It'd be the three of us, which Bart agrees too. He's like, that's fine. We're mates. So I have no issue with that. So they they roll out basically, don't they? <laughs> yeah, the, they go the, out. The hunting party leaves. Yeah. Parker reveals at this point that she's pretty sure that it's somebody who's pretending to do it. Yeah. Her and Maynard talk about, yeah. It's got to be a person in a costume. Yeah. Because Maynard's like, do you believe in all this? And she's yeah. like, no, it's obviously a person. Yeah. Just like no, you said, no Ellie, one will say it. She's playing the straight man. Yeah. So she, uh, the straight person. Then we come back to Bart, Jack and Brock and they've headed out into the woods. They're going to stay there for the night. <laughs> Park, Park, then we cut back to Parker and Maynard in the shop and Parker's like, it's definitely a prankster. Um, and if Bart catches whoever it was, it is, he'll probably murder them. Yeah. Because that's what he does. That's what he's like. Which makes Maynard think, oh shit, maybe I have to push this too far. Um, Brock tries to tries the mating call again, and the other two just laugh at him. They're kind of just mocking him, aren't they? As they're they're sitting around a campfire as he's like, yeah, trying to communicate with this Bigfoot. They're asking him a load of hunting questions, and he can't answer any of them. So they've yeah, they've sort of picked him apart straight yeah, they, away. They know straight away what is going on, and then he tries to sing another song to lure it out. Yeah, <laughs> that must have been so awkward to sit in front of the Lovejoy and Ron Perlman. <laughs> And just try and sing a song. Just... Love, Joy and Hellboy. <laughs> Love, Joy and Hellboy. That's a police buddy comedy. I'll I'm watch. up for it. Let's do it. But Love, Joy's like, look, if we're, I'm going to bed. I've laid out a tripwire. I've laid out some bait. If it's coming here, we'll hear it. Yep. Um, I'm going to bed. Go back to the shop. And they're just about to close up for the night. And Parker's like, I'll go and get the banking stuff from the office. Shop. And she finds the costume. Of course she does. Yeah. Does she tell Maynard? No. No. <laughs> she looks really upset about it as well, though. Yeah. She was like... She was almost crying, yeah. the fact that... But she knew it wasn't real, so was she just upset that it was Maynard that was doing it? I think I, I really took from it, it. She, her, she was upset because their relationship is growing and he 
felt that he couldn't tell her. Yeah, maybe. That, that's that's more of what I took from it. I think I think she was less bothered about it being him more than the fact she was he was keeping it a secret. There's there's a hidden love story under the with these two. Yeah. That I had not picked up on oh, you know? at all. Oh, it's definitely there from the start. It is definitely yeah. there from the start. Because when it comes about at the end, I was like, how the fuck have I missed that? <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, there's definitely a chemistry between them. Our three hunters are all asleep in the same tent. Um, they're like spooning each other. And something wakes them up. And they all comedy sit up at the same time. Yeah, tripwire goes. Yeah. Basically. Uh, and, and now we've always got a slapstick sequence. Yep. <laughs> Just inserted in this movie. Yeah. So they're both like, they're all three of them like, walking around the camp trying to figure out where the noise came from. Uh, Brock hears a noise in the trees. He's got a trank gun, tranquilizer dart, and he fires it straight into Jack. Yeah. Knocks Jack out, knocks him for six. (laughs) Next day, again, it stays slapstick because Brock, it's the next morning. Yeah. Brock's on the phone to his assistant. Taking a dump. He's pooing at the same time, (laughs) which she calls him out on. And he's like, well, yeah, what do you expect? I need a poo. Um, Bart comes up whilst he's still pooing says here's your breakfast and gives him some like maggots on a stick yeah <laughs> I'm like what the fuck's going on I'm enjoying every minute of it but what the fuck's going on and then we come back to the store and Maynard's like working in his store at the minute and the assistant comes in with another member of the crew and she's done she's like we need to leave this town we need to bin it off he's not going to find anything let's just get out of here so Maynard's like well I need if I'm going to do something I need to do it tonight because yeah. they're obviously going to go and Parker's like do you want to hang out tonight do you want to... She basically asks him out. Yeah. And he sacks her off. He so says, I can't. I can't. I'm busy tonight. And I've written, she's sad. <laughs> yeah, she, she was sad. <laughs> the, the, the guys, Jack and Bart, try and question Brock on the, what he thinks the Bigfoot is. And he says he thinks it's an alien criminal and Earth is its prison. <laughs> yeah. It's been sent to Earth as its prison sentence. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> They hear another noise and the camera cuts away from him. And Parker Parker heads back to the shop because I think she has a change of heart and I think she's going to go back and tell him that she knows. She knows, yeah. She's going, she wants to dissuade Maynard from going out yeah. and, get, and basically getting himself shot or whatever. Yeah. and But all she finds when she gets there is a note in the typewriter, uh, which we didn't find out what it said. Cut back to our hunters. They're, they're still stumbling through the woods in the middle of the night. And they stumble on what I can only describe as a fairy party. Yeah. <laughs> Jack is trying to keep them away because he knows what's going on because obviously he is one. Um, but they're basically, it's a party in the woods yep. full of people dressed up as furry animals. They're on a rave. And they're furry all rubbing rave. up against each other. But, but to, like goes right into the middle of it. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? What the fuck? Uh, Jack comes out as a furry at this point to yeah. Bart. They're not doing any harm. Yeah. yeah this, is an, <laughs> this is a club. Um, Bart clears them all. He shoots something into the air and he just clears them all out and then makes them all leave. He's like, you're going to disturb the Bigfoot. Um, and then he goes to bed. He's done for the night. <laughs> However, Maynard is now in the woods watching them from yep. a distance again. And Bart and Brock kind of track him. They do, yeah. And they actually manage to shoot him with a tranquilizer dart. Both of them do. That's kind of the end of where we are. They, they, had, they take him back to the... It's not the end of the film, but it's the end of the, the story of the film, I guess. They don't unveil him there. No. They put him in the back of the truck. Yeah. Uh, and Fully masked up. To yeah. Still. Don't even look. Like, you don't get any of this exposition, but it, it's, again, it's Brock wanting to 
do perform that in front of an yeah. audience, basically, isn't it? Yeah. So they they chuck, put, chuck him in the back of the truck and head back to town. Brock's like standing in the back of his truck, like I'm going to be famous. I've I've captured a Bigfoot. They, but they played it as if he thought it genuinely was a Bigfoot, yeah. and he he didn't think it was a man in a costume. To which point Parker jumps into the back of his truck, and she's like, "It's not a Bigfoot. It's Maynard." Yeah. And she unmasks him like Scooby fucking do. And Brock freaks out. He's like, oh, I can't believe I've been duped by this town. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm going to sue this town. This town will be dead now. And the town are angry at Maynard yeah, to like start with. You've duped us. Yeah, including his, his bunny wife. He's yeah. dressed up, still dressed up as a bunny. All the fairies are there, by the way, in town now, all exposing themselves. No, that sounds wrong. <laughs> all exposing themselves as furries. Yeah. They're not all like, not got the willies out. <laughs> <laughs> Cut away to a little bit of time later. Uh, Maynard's loaded up his van. Um, his shop's been completely cleared out. He's uh, basically again, the yeah, he's, he's given up. He's, like the business of clearly, no one's, no one's. Yeah, the, the town hated the business all of a sudden yeah. because it was all a hoax, and the yeah. town believed it. I guess. Yeah. So he's, he's packing up his house, then he packs up his shop. Um, but Parker calls a town meeting, basically. Yeah. And she basically grabs all the people from the town together. She's like. We can't do this to Maynard. The Maynard's the lifeblood of this town. I don't town. know why she's left it so long. No, literally to the point where he's leaving. <laughs> yeah. She's like, he's the lifeblood of this town. Uh, he loves every single one of you. Yeah, he, just... he says, you don't even know how much she's sacrificed. And and the, her winning move... Which was really good, I thought. Is that she she chucks onto the table this big journal, which, which we saw at the start where he was, he was he writing... Keeps his tabs. And tabs in for people. But any. Everybody knows what this book is because yep. everybody's got a tab with him. Uh, she opens it up and it is completely blank. Yeah, he's never written anything down in there at all. That kind of... Which, he's really kind, but a terrible businessman. Yeah, he's just he's obviously got enough money to just give all of his stock away. Meanwhile, Stacy Gutierrez <laughs> is reporting with Maynard. She's like the journalist. <laughs> yeah. And she introduces local herself news. about four times. And local news journalist. She's basically got the scoop. She's got the interview with the hoaxer. And we cut, we see this from as if it's a live news interview. It's now Christmas Eve, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it is Christmas Eve now. <laughs> Should mention this. Um, and he says, look, I never meant for any of this to happen. It was an accident. and But I saw how happy it made the town and how... Yeah, sure. How how it changed the town. And I, so I kept on doing it. And she says to me, would you do it again? And he's like, yeah, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. I've, I've, it rescued this town. And suddenly... And so she he, goes, oh, that's the end of the interview. And, and this is the, the saccharine line, but I, I, think, <laughs> I thought it was all right. He, he says... Hope isn't always realistic, but it makes the world a better place. Oh, that's a Christmas message. Yeah. That is a Christmas message in a film about fairies and Bigfoots. <laughs> Just as the interview finishes, the whole town turn up to the store. Basically, they've take, they've changed their minds. They've had a change of heart. Yep. They all love him again. And they all one by one go up to him and they put money on his counter. Sure. So he's got this huge pile of money on his counter. His wife comes up to him. Connie turns up. Um, she says, look, come home. Let's get back together bring that Bigfoot costume with you. Yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> um, and he hugs her and he whispers in her ear, look, you're right. I think we should split up. Yeah. And she's like, what? what? How dare you speak <laughs> back to me? Who do you think you are? Meanwhile, the money's still been put on the counter. Everybody's paying him back what they owe him, basically. He asks Parker out on a date. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I was just enjoying it too much. There's, meanwhile, there's this, another news story going on in the background of Brock being exposed as a fraud. Sure. All of a sudden, Maynard and Parker go get together and get a loan. They do. Go to the bank. Go to the bank and they buy the old mill house. And they turn it into a museum, a Bigfoot museum. Sure do. And they have their opening day and they stand in front of it. Everything's successful. The town's back on board again. Bart drives by. Bart drives by, gives them a wink. Christmas wink. (laughs) They have a bit of a kiss. 
And as they're kissing, they they are interrupted by a giant roar. Yeah, coming out of the woods. Coming out of the woods. And then the film ends. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Nick? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it's a mess. Yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. Um, it's not really a Christmas film. It's definitely not a Christmas film. I don't know who it's aimed at. Me. Uh, <laughs> I know exactly who it's aimed at. It's aimed it, at me. It, it's, it's really scattergun. Yeah. But I had a good time. It's crazy. It's mental. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I've absolutely. It's right on my street. It was just so stupid. I'm not sure if and it's the worst Christmas film I've ever seen or the best Christmas film I've ever seen. I just, it's, it's, it's not a Christmas film. It's, you could watch it at any time of the year. But that's that's normally my judge on a Christmas film. Could I watch it in June? I'd watch this in June. I have no issue with that. I Same mean, as I would with Home Alone. It's not a Christmas film. I'd watch it in June. I I can see me watching this again. Yes. Like, just... Just put it on while you're putting your tray up or something yeah. at Christmas. Because it was... It's so much fun. It's It's got a real charm to it. It's quite sweet. It's a really random story. It's mental. But the cast carry it so well. All of the cast are really I, good in it. I don't know if I'm influenced by, like I said at the start, seeing so many paint-by-numbers... Yeah, maybe. You watch a lot more Christmas films than me, obviously. Safe. Yeah. Boring, by-the-book Christmas films. Even if I didn't have a good time watching this, I would be giving it points for taking risks. Yeah. And I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the performances. It is all over the place. I'm not sure I'd say it's a good film, but it's definitely memorable. It's, It's like nothing you've ever seen before. But it's it's all it's it's got all of that dressed up in this schmaltzy Christmas. Christmas. Oh, yes, the it's soundtrack. So the soundtrack is so Christmas all the way through. There's jingle bells all the way through it. There's music, Christmassy plinky plunky Christmas music all the way through it. Yeah, it's it's uber Christmas soundtrack over this film about fairies and big feet. <laughs> I'm going to settle on one of them in a minute. Yeah, I and I I I I don't understand how this cast has got in this. No. <laughs> How does this happen? Yeah. From a first-time writer, first-time director, how do you attract a cast like that? Uh, maybe they're a really good salesman. They must yeah. be. Michael Th- Shannon, this you, will... you've done really well lately. Do you want to pretend to be a Bigfoot in this <laughs> film about theories? What? Yes. I, I think this will really divide people. Who, If you're watching this, I, I, you're either going to go, yeah, I'm going with it, it's weird, but I'm along for the ride, yeah. or it will just be like, Nah. It's just it's just nah. it's just fun. Just leave your brain at the door. Enjoy it. Don't take it too you can't take it too seriously. Why there's furries in it? I've got no idea. <laughs> it's completely unnecessary. Well, it, it it's kind of cuz they 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 fall out with um I know the furries aren't the whole town but it's it's quite a few of them. They they ostracize Maynard for dressing up and pretending he's he's someone yeah. he's not when that's it's it's trying to point out the hypocrisy it I is, guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really surprised. I thought you were going to hate this. I thought you were going to hate it. Really? Yeah. I, I said, I said, I was again speaking to Jordan last night. I said, I'm positive I'm going to rave about this, and Nick's going to. I thought, I, I thought it'd be the other way around. That's crazy. I, I Maybe thought, we don't know each other as much as yeah. we think we do. I, I love random bullshit, and it's just random bullshit. I, I, I give, I give this, like I say, I give this major kudos for just trying something a bit different. Just be, different. and it doesn't hang together no, all the way through. Um, it makes no sense. Why there's it just turns into slapstick for a bit, parody in a bit, you know, quite a sentimental love story at the end. Yeah, like like I said, um, clearly um, <laughs> at parts just totally rips off. It's a wonderful life. Yeah, that um, Bart character is just Quint from Jaws. Yeah, played by Love Joy. It's 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 such a mishmash of ideas. Yeah, 
I know I've, it worked for me. It worked for me as well. I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised by that. It's good. I had fun. It's, it's good fun. And that's, that's all I want from a Christmas film. That's all I want. This isn't a Christmas film, but still it's all I want. Do you want to try and turn the tide on it? Ah, oh, where'd you start? I don't know. It's your turn. I did it last week. So <laughs> Anything you do to it makes it worse. I genuinely, I've been trying to rack my brains on this. I don't think I can make this film any better than it already is. I genuinely don't because it is so, so well, we had one a while back that was so random that we were like, I can't do anything to that to make it better. I can't remember what it was now. Was it Catfight? I, I don't yeah, think we could much. do it because. It's oh, just, you wouldn't want to take that uniqueness away. It was exactly. kind of what I said, I think. Yeah, exactly the same with this. It is so, you, you can't change the cast because you ain't getting a better cast in a film like this. I mean, you could have really swung for the fences and gone even more over the top with like Brock. Yeah, like pr- yeah, proper, proper. Like if he's going to be an Australian, just like tan him up, bleach blonde, you know, cork hat. Yeah, alligator. Make him crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Why not? You've ripped off enough of the films in this movie. So I'd, I'd, I'd maybe change the soundtrack. Maybe take the Christmas soundtrack away from it. No, but isn't that? I mean, I'm pretty sure. I, I'd love to speak to the director and writer, but that's a that is surely a conscious choice. Yeah, 100%, to just but. But as somebody just said to them, make a Christmas film, and they've gone, I'm going to make the most random Christmas film ever. You could just It's not been it. delivered on spec, though, is it? It's... I don't know. I don't understand what's happened here. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know. Maybe take Christmas away from it, but I, I loved this film, and I don't think I'm taking... I don't think I can change it. I wouldn't recast any of the parts. I think everybody in it was really good. No, I, I really enjoyed the cast. Maybe maybe give it to a different director, somebody else who would have made it different director. I, I, I'd I say know. less... less... I'll, I'll go with that one. I'll say we'll, we'll swing for the fences with the Brock character. Yeah, just go full out, balls yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's do that. That brings us on to the stream table. Yeah, tough. It is tough. I think. Um, do you want me to run through? Yeah, sure. So at number 11 is Malevolent, still still trailing at the bottom of the table. Yeah, by far the worst thing we've seen this season. Yeah. Uh, 10 is Life Force. 9 is iBoy. <laughs> I'm not going to say why this is difficult, but it's difficult. Uh, eight is Results. Seven is Hungerford. Six is Shimmer Lake. That's last week's film. Five is Would You Rather. That's from the week before. Four is The Discovery. Three is Catfight. And then we've got the two wild cards at the top. Lost Bullet, Nick's wild card at number two. And Sam's wild card, Calibre, is still in at number one. What are your first thoughts? I think it's squeeze. I think it's in the top five for me. Yep. Uh, I think I liked it more than Would You Rather. Yeah, I think I liked it more than the Discovery. Okay, so we're talking catfight. I, I yeah, I, I, I put our two weird films together. That's what you're doing. I'm putting this below catfight. I, I think I would rather have it above it. <laughs> As a film, this is a better film than catfight. Disagree. <laughs> wow. Disagree. Really? I, I, yeah, yeah. Catfight is. They're both batshit crazy. Yeah, They're both yeah. going to be front runners for that award. They're both stupid. But this is more entertaining. This is more fun. Catfit. 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 <laughs> catfight. Catfit is the new Fitbit. <laughs> um, catfight is... it. Catfight is this on mushrooms. <laughs> or is this catfight on mushrooms? No. This, catfight <laughs> this is... This is more fun than catfight. Catfight at times was tough. Oh, yeah, yeah. Und- undoubtedly. Yeah. Catfight is at times was a tough watch. And it went places. Yeah. And, and for me, that... It took more risks. It was more surprising. Oh, it's, it's really difficult to pick between them because they're both really unique. There's nothing out there like either of them. They both took a lot of risks. They both have an amazing cast. 
they're very similar films in that way. I just think I enjoyed it slightly more than Catfight, but I guess I can put it underneath. Yeah, you owe me one, so... Do I? Yeah. Since when? Because... Uh, <laughs> because I graciously did not put a hard, hard argument in for my wild card being at the top. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you owe me. You would never have won that argument. There's no way Lost Bullets better than Calibre. Uh, yeah, I, okay. I, I, I think putting this... Uh, being in the top five is more than fair because there's no fucking way I thought it's where it was going to be <laughs> no. before I watched it. No, not at all. It is not the film I expected it to be, but it's it's good. It's good fun. Yeah, fourth. Oh, I feel like I've got Christmas madness. <laughs> I tell it's you. not even Christmas yet. I know. Still got four days at work. Ugh, still got four days at work. Five. Ugh, are you working Christmas Eve? Yeah. Oh, wow, that sucks. That sucks. Do you want to pick next week's film? Yes, which will be in two weeks. Two weeks' film. Let's pick... The first film of 2021. Yeah. Wow. What What do you want to get from the first film of 2021? That'll be our third year of podcasting. The third calendar year that yeah. we podcasted in. We're coming up on our two-year anniversary. Amazing. That's mad, isn't We'll it? be toddling. That's madness. Probably already are. I can't remember. <laughs> You've had two of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? What do you want from this next film? Um, let's have something moving. Something moving? Yeah. More moving than this beautiful love story of furries and big feet. Yeah. yeah. Cryptid love. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hit the randomizer. Are you ready? I am. It has picked a film called Swiped. Okay. Do you have any idea what Swiped is? I don't, but I can pretend. Go for it. Uh, I am saying it is a uh, a comedy about internet dating. As in, like, you would swipe right. Ah. I like your style. Okay. And you are correct. Am I? Yeah. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I genuinely didn't know that. No, it genuinely is. It says... Um, is it a comedy as well? Yep. Brilliant. James, a college freshman and computer genius, enlist- is enlisted by his womanizing roommate Lance to code the ultimate hookup app. But when James discovers that the divorced mother, that his divorced mother is using the app, unexpected, unexpected consequences ensue. Okay. Uh, it's a 12 and it's a romantic comedy. Oh, we've not done one of them for a while. Remember the last romantic comedy we did was Sierra Burgess is a Loser. Was it not Results? It might have been Results, but I want to talk about Sierra Burgess is a Loser for a minute. Because Noah Centino's in this. Oh, he's like Mr. Netflix. He's Mr. Netflix Romance. Um, He plays Lance. Would you like to know? In that guy's future, sorry, just before you (laughs) answer that. In in Noah Centino's future, he is definitely, when his looks have started to go a little bit, (laughs) but he's still quite good looking. He's going to play me in a film of me. No. But although I would pay to see that. <laughs> he is just going to make a career out of that exactly that shitty type of Netflix Christmas movie. Yeah, I where, think you're right, actually. Where he plays the jock coming back to his small town to find love. I think you're right. He's actually made a short comedy film this year. Right. And it's entitled, Noah Centino will do anything to become America's top heartthrob. Okay. <laughs> uh, apparently it looks quite good. It's 6.2, that is, on IMDb. Would you like to know what Swiped is on IMDb? Yes, please. 3.5 oh hello that's 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 <laughs> that's really low pretty low i'm excited for this it's from 2018 uh kendall ryan sanders is in it as well i'm just looking to see if anybody else i don't know if that's a male or a female it's a male okay here's a random one for you george hamilton's in it okay <laughs> cool how random's that yeah so uh go out and check out swiped and in the meantime check us out on instagram and twitter which is both at B-O-T-S underscore podcast, facebook.com slash Bartman the Stream, 
The brand new website is www.bottomofthestream.com. I say brand new, it's been there for a while now. Um, where you will see every episode we've ever done. You can listen to it right in your browser from that very site. But every stream tab we've ever done, there's loads of other good stuff on there. There's some merchandise on there that we'd like you to buy. Um, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream, where you will find early access to episodes, bonus episodes. Uh, Nick does a newsletter every so often. Um, you get a wild card if you come in at a certain level. There's still three wild cards to play this season. Uh, yeah, I believe Coming to is. the second half of the season now, they need to get played. Yeah. And yeah, check it out. It's only a couple of quid a month and it's well worth it. And yeah. you can also join us on Discord. The Discord link will be at the very bottom of the show notes and we're building a bit of a community up over there now and it's quite good fun. Yeah, come and join us. You can chat with us and we can talk about, well, <laughs> all sorts. All sorts of random <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, come and come and find us in Discord. It's it's pretty cool. Um, if you can't do any of that, though, please uh, spare a couple of minutes to leave us a review on Podbean, on Podchaser, on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you can review podcasts. Maybe you <laughs> could dress up as a furry. <laughs> if you want to. And shave some of your fur off and write a review <laughs> in the shed hairs. From your furry <laughs> costume. <laughs> I thought you were going to say write it on your like bare chest. <laughs> That's weird. Anything you want. Do whatever you want. But it's what Christmas. You, what you should do is have, have a, a really good Christmas. Have a good time. Enjoy yourselves. Christmas morning, we'll have an episode out. It's the bottom of the burrito. It's going on for two hours long. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. And then we'll come back in two weeks time to talk about Swiped. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas.